Right there. Jeb, um, I just wanted to have a bit of a chat with you, pal, before we oh, yeah. guest in this yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, we've got Nick Madden coming in this week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've, got, we've, got, we've got Nick on. Right. I just need to check, mate, that before we, we, we hit record, and are you are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. I've, uh, I think I'm just about over that six-hour stream where I lost... Mm-hmm. A few of the games, you know. Uh, I can't can't remember how many it was off the top of my head. I don't, I don't think I was actually too bothered about it, you know. No, I, I, yeah. think, I think you've handled it well. I mean, yeah. if I'd lost 15 games in a row, I think I'd be really, really, really angry. Where the hell is he? Get him in with the God's Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I am your host, Rich Owens, and joining me this week, you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, three faces on the screen. One of those faces, though, is not a familiar face. Below me, we have Y Callum. Jebaru is here. But next to me, I think the most exciting thing that has arguably ever happened in the history of Football Manager Therapy, we've got Nick Madden on the podcast. Nick, how are you, mate? Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, really, really excited to to be speaking with you all um, this evening. And yeah, um, yeah, thanks for having us on the show. Oh, mate, it's it's, it's our pleasure. It's our. I mean, again, we have to. Um, you know, I think Jeb deserves his flowers in this context because Jeb, it was all down to you. You did all the hard work to get Nick on, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It was it was a it was a weird one. I was actually in. I was next door to Sports Interactive, and I got a follow on Twitter from Nick. So it was just like, <laughs> this is weird. What's going on? And then it was just a, a casual DM back and forth, and yeah, here we are. Casual DM. Casual. Yeah. Just a casual DM. Slipping into those DMs. <laughs> exactly. I know. Exactly. <laughs> We, well, we love DMs. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Football manager. Oh, no, it's the first no, joke. No, That's no. not the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to get any better than that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, it's, it's wonderful. No, thank you so much, mate. We, we really do appreciate it. Um, it's it's just you know we enjoy having people on on the show to talk to. Um, everybody we've had on the podcast so far, like during our time with the pod, back to when Tony and I were in charge. The people we had on were kind of avid players. You know, everybody that we've had on you know, creates content around or is just pretty much obsessed with the series in general. To actually be able to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who, you know, you are the person who makes our dreams come true. That's that's essentially all it is. You know, we had we had Josh Peach a couple of weeks ago, who we said is a multifaceted man because you know he he makes football manager content on all the different platforms. He's on Twitch, he's on YouTube, he's on TikTok. Um, you are Nick Madden, the man that makes the match engine, which is just incredible absolutely incredible um it's it's very exciting i'm a little bit nervous i don't know if you can tell it's very exciting though thank you mate um i, I guess the best place to begin look, i mean you've been involved in in, in fm for, for quite a while now but you are like the rest of us here you are a, a man of a certain generation i suppose none of us despite our claims for the last year or so are 24 i mean how far back does does the love of kind of video games and where does that come where did that the, the formative kind of you know enjoyment of video games begin where was that for you mate um yeah like i now qualify to play veterans football so um <laughs> i'm actually joining a veterans football team next season <laughs> so yeah i'm definitely yeah even i kid myself like yourselves and think that say that i'm 24 really i'm not um but the formative years were like eight years old i think i started playing um management 
football games. Um, mm. And when I mean like management, like I um, got to see um, Championship Manager for the first time mm. and almost like fell in love with that game. Um, and then, you know, um, like first console was a Nintendo playing on, um, like playing on Super Mario and yeah, like absolutely loving that as, as a boy. And then playing Italia 90 on like the Sega Master System. And it, yeah, just, I couldn't believe that, you know, you're playing, is it like, playing in that tournament and just it, it's just so incredible to play those games and play with friends and yeah and then as sort of like kid adulthood turned to adulthood you know you were really I, I was playing so much like pro evolution when i was younger mm -hmm. or iss pro even before that a lot of um wrestlemania and no mercy but big like I've still got my Nintendo 64 now and still play on No Mercy. I just think it's like the most incredible game um, like of all time of, of that. It really captures like nostalgia in that era. Um, but my love for like Championship Manager, my first one that I really got into the most was like 97, 98. And <laughs> through that, I've just fell in love with the Championship Manager series, the Football Manager series. Um, I was at home um, visiting um, my mum last week and I went up the loft and managed to find my old copy of, I think it was 2009 Football Manager. And it says like Nick Madden's Football Manager oh, and yeah. on the on the sleeve because like, if you pre-ordered, you got your name on the sleeve <laughs> if you wanted. And I, it, it was the first of the 3D match engine. And I was like, wow. Like if you were told like me then that I'd be working on it, I would, mm. yeah, like it would be pinch yourself moment. I didn't even really know it was possible, to be quite frank, mm. uh, because I thought games were for people who had computer degrees. I thought games were for mm -hmm. way smarter people than me. You know, I, I genuinely thought like I wouldn't be able to make a game, but like, I was a football mm. coach and I love football. And I was, and I, it's incredible to think that I fell in love with the, the flashing text of "It's a goal" and the club colours. And now, when we have people who interview, and they say, "Why is there flashing text?" and they're like, "Oh, that would be the first thing I'd want to change in the game." And some of the designers who come in and are fresh, and they have never played like the old championship managers and never like grown up with the game, they're like, "Oh yeah, like we think that that should change." I was like, "No, no, 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 no." like that it cannot change like that is the football manager series in essence is that that flashing text um and then yeah obviously the the 2d um simulation sort of brought things to life but also gave you more of imagination mm. and then now the 3d there's so much pressure on us to make your imagination come to life and make it fit your imagination and that's why i think sort of like eight percent of players still play on 2d because mm. that imagination but yeah um, in terms of like my playing history of games definitely i'm still holding on to that n64 copy of wrestlemania and still yeah, yeah play on football manager to this day which is yeah it's, uh, not as good at fifa anymore i get beat a lot yeah um, it's, it's definitely it's definitely imagination, but then also laptop specs. I think is is a reason for two D. You find the uh, the the one that I, I was just going to say. I've seen people do it, and I think I downloaded it. Might, might have been for like twenty one. Somebody made a mod where you could have the Clive Tilsey commentary on, and you just like why have I put that on again? Because <laughs> I still remember it from Championship Manager Two. I can still just remember long ball, look for the flick on, and then oh, it's a goal, and that's that. That was it. That was the commentary. About ten lines that were just repeated over and over and over again. 
simple but effective. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love this already. No, it's just the, the romanticized element of the flashing text. I've never really put two and two together. I don't know why, as, as stupid as it sounds. I appreciate that was obviously the championship manager. Um, but the fact is still in there because of that is it's great. Like that's so beautiful. Like, and I think that's because so many people have sort of got into football manager or got in at championship manager, and that that's just it. They've just gone, yep, yeah, this is my game now. And they've just and most people you talk to now, once you're in, you're in aren't you with with this one whereas you talk about other sport games and not necessarily management games but so many people fall in and out of love with those games where it just it just seems like sports interactive i've nailed it I mean, right? they, they just they've just got it and you just it's like an addiction at this point there's no getting out well, the core loop of the game is still really really similar mm. to your first editions of the game you know you're if you really really strip the whole game back it is you pick your team you you transfer players you train players, you get into your match, you play your match, and you go again. Mm -hmm. And that's still the core loop of the game. Of course, there's everything around it, and we're trying to make it like the most realistic and authentic simulation. But then in doing that, we're trying to make it so realistic, like the press conferences, everybody's like, oh, but you get asked the same questions. It's like, but it, when we interview managers in real life, and that's one thing they hate is because they get answered the same questions all the time. So it's like, you know, it's it's created its own like, like just yeah, it's just it's become a, a like a whole like universe almost of Football Manager and a real simulation. We're trying to make it, you know, an experience, a gaming experience. You want to feel like a manager, but the core loop is still exactly the same as the early editions of the game, which I think is, you know. It, it shows that I guess the collie has landed on something pretty unique and special mm. and we're still able to carry that through to this day. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the Jurgen Klopp mod where they, they just ask about the, the same kickoff times over and over again. You can just get passively, <laughs> aggressively angry every time somebody asks you about it. <laughs> it, it, is, it is so immersive though. I and mean, I think that's that's one of the things for me. So I'm, I'm very much like you. I've, I've It's been a big part of my life for a long, 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 long time. And, you know, I get far too into it. I'm, I'm a press conference in the car on the way to work guy. You know, that's that's <laughs> who I am. I'm being I'm being interviewed by the imaginary press like most mornings after I've dropped the kids off at school. And then I'm on my way from their school to, to where I work. I'm, I'm getting pounded by the press most weeks. There's a couple of fictional journalists from The Independent. That I really don't get on with. Those <laughs> they're, just, they're taking it a little bit too far. You know, I've, I've, I've been grilled. I've, I've, I've taken the San Etienne job recently. And there's some of them. They, they really don't understand my thought process behind. It. I don't have to justify justify myself to them. Okay, pretend press. I don't have to, <laughs> but it's but it's the the way that if you look back at that, even if it's the last ten years of Football Manager, the way that kind of that level of immersion that and a lot of the people that play the game, it's that internal narrative, it's that storytelling aspect of it. It's becoming more and more apparent that you know SI and the team behind it are trying to bring that kind of the imaginary side of things into the actual game itself like version by version by version by version and i mean do you think there's 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 much farther that you could go with it because it seems like if you can if you turned on fm24 today and then you tried to play fm14 tomorrow the amount of in-depth you know it's it's vastly superior in terms of the amount that has been put in behind the scenes in order to kind of you know increase that level of immersion just with the with the exception of the, the Jurgen Klopp mods, is there much farther you think that you could actually go with it? Because it's it's pretty all encompassing now. I would say 
you can always improve like the game. Like mm. a good example of like this year we did the set piece revamp and I was like the feature producer of that revamp and we put a proposal forward and we iterated loads and brought it to life. But that was an area that was sort of unloved for like one of my first features I even requested when I joined Sports Interactive was to add more free kick routines. Because actually when I first started, there was only you could only select direct free kick and that was it. Um, so then we went to the four with like obviously the wide and deep and like um indirect free kicks and and the, the I guess so if you sort of see that it's like that that was a while before it got the love I think it deserved then there's always going to be a point of the game where something will become more outdated or will learn more or like with the course of the interviews that we have with with managers we learn so much more in-depthly about what their jobs are. Um, like, and even adding like the set-piece coach, for example. It's an, uh, it's an evolution of a role that is now becoming a bigger thing in, in, like, in this like, football industry. Whereas when we interviewed a couple of set-piece coaches, one of like very high international standard, and it was incredible just to speak with them. And they were like, well, actually... There wasn't really set piece coaches a few years ago, and now nearly every Premier League team is going to have one. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, I've been speaking to the others, and we all do stuff a bit differently." And that's when you know that there could be a new job role that pops out of nowhere. The f- rules of football could change. You know, there's potential like evolution of sim bins, for example. Like I play Sunday League, we have sim bins in Sunday League. Mm-hmm. Um, that so will that change? And um, the added time this year is really changed both football but also the i think the way it's played and it's changed our game as well because us incorporating that role that oh, sorry that that law just shows that it does change the game a lot goals per game go up um the simulation is is more all-encompassing because of it um so yeah i guess i think we can go further i think there'll be certain elements where we can make it the current game better and take it further. I think the evolution of football, I think laws will change. Um, even when we put in VAR, for example, we implemented VAR while watching the World Cup where VAR was first being put on show to the global masses. And we're having to read the rules, but we sort of don't understand the rules properly. Yeah. And But yet you have to watch the games as close as possible to see how it's actually used practically. And then we're having to implement something based off our practical observations of whether we think is that right or wrong, but that's sort of what we see, Um, which is just incredible. And now almost VAR and Football Manager, I think is almost sometimes much better than real life because sort of just get it right or wrong. (laughs) There's less grey, but it, it frustrates players of the game but then actually at least we just give a decision and then we stick with it whereas in real life <laughs> is that real re-refereeing and i, I yeah. almost think that that's that's an incredible narrative driver it, so for mm. us if we were to able to make our game we already simulate referee mistakes and then we get var to correct them what about if we then get the var to make a load of mistakes and then drive that in the game. It it it's. I'm not saying it's something that we could, that we will do, but it's something that we could do, right? There's so many possibilities of that and the storytelling. So, uh, I just think like new roles are going to come in, new tactical evolutions. You know, the, like what Pep's 
doing with like the John Stones role and the libero. We we had to make changes mid cycle because of mm. the we were like, right, we're doing this feature that it wasn't something that we even said that we were gonna do. And we just thought, you know what, let's do it while we can. We the feature was going really, really well for development. And we were like, it's a nice to have. And then when you get into that stage of time where you're like, we've got a month's fare here. We can either do another feature, which we're not supposed to do, or we can maybe try and refine this one and make it better. And we're like, do you know what? Let's let's just do that. Like, <laughs> you know, and it, it's and it's because we could see it, right? And then we don't want to be behind the curve. And I think that's sometimes the hardest thing is with that annual iteration, that annual release. We've got like a real small window to make a game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we support the current game as long as we can. But then we know we got to get onto the next game, and so that's yeah. a real hard balance as an as a developer and as a fan of the game, because you want the, the current game to be as perfect as possible, but you want the next game to be amazing. So you've really got to strike the right balance there. And then sometimes a year isn't enough to make an amazing feature, mm. um, uh, and you and sometimes you have to then go, okay, well that's not going to be ready until the next year. And then before you know it, you could fall behind the football industry. Um, and so it was really quite nice that we were able to see it working so effective and then have it in the next edition of game of the game. And also our deal with like City was, you know, it, it helped that we could even say the John Stones role and we had that license, which is which is pretty incredible. Um but yeah, I'd say you can I, I still think there's so many possibilities. I think that there's a there's a few bits like you said there, like in the introduction of the Champions League format last season, the new format coming ahead. The amount of football manager players that know about that format before yeah. it's coming is like, yep, it's going to be absolutely bonkers. No one's going to understand how Swiss works. Unless you've worked in various other like uh, esports, use it occasionally, but like it is a complicated system. But people know what that is going to be in the future. Same with the coefficients as well. I think uh, I think England are now relying on Man United to qualify this 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 week, and that's how they'll get the fifth place. But it's like it's it's those things that are put in beforehand, and football manager players understand it now already before it's coming ahead. Mm-hmm. And it gives that it's it's nice to have those extra features in. I think the like all the set piece coaches are different in roles as well. Like they've they've been made like the set piece stuff. Like everyone as soon as the set piece, new set piece thing that was just everyone just like yeah, just everyone running around shirts off running around like cheerers. <laughs> it, it was definitely like it was definitely what people wanted. And it's it's really really good so far. I I think it's really interesting as well because from what you're saying that about mistakes within the game. I think that's so intriguing because it must be incredibly complex to get a game to get something wrong and then overwrite it itself. I'm currently in, in uh, the Vanarama South uh, with Slough again, so I, I don't need to worry particularly about VAR. However, um, in our last game, we had two penalties given away and a goal disallowed, so we will be holding up corrupt Vanarama South signs in our next <laughs> um, I, As an Evertonian, I'm quite, you know, I'm a little bit fragile at the moment, but it's it's really intriguing because... I kind of love the fact the game can get it wrong. I I, I kind of love that because I think that, as you say, that is realistic. Things do get wrong. There's human error in it. So it's making a computer game make human error. It's just brilliant. Like, that's, I think it's so clever. And I think it, it'd be important to clarify that those errors will happen as well because otherwise you, <laughs> you Twitter, yeah. your forums, just like, yeah. game's broken, the game's broken. It's like, no, it's 
acting exactly as we intended it to well, it's, do. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, like, like so often, yeah. like when when things are talked about in the game, like for example, mistakes happening, defensive mistakes happening, whatever. It's like, have you ever watched football? Yeah, mistakes happen all the time. Like that, no one is a robot. Like this isn't perfect every time. I don't care if this, if this, um, your centre half has got eighteen heading. He might miss a header every now and again. Like it does happen, you know. And and I think that that sometimes is lost on the fact that it's a game. And I kind of want the errors. I kind of want the errors because I feel like that's what makes it more immersive. And as you said there, storytelling, I'm all about creating the narrative in a game, whether it's on a stream or I'm playing it offline. And that is what makes the game beautiful, I think, because you create those um, little narratives out of nowhere. Mm. It's It really is. I mean, I'm p picking up on some of the stuff you're talking about there, obviously, you know, you've, you've got the partnership with Manchester City. Uh, with SI, and you've already mentioned Pep, you've mentioned, you know, the John Stones role. I think if you look at the way that kind of, you know, tactics have evolved over the last kind of five years or so, I think some of the things that Pep especially has done with City and some of the ways that he's made the players set up and play, do you sometimes look at those like you might see like pre-season, right? So this is what Carl Walker's been up to this week. And is there a bit of a, like a, oh, we've got to make that work on Football Manager now? Like is is that, do you watch and you go, right, this is going to be really exciting to try and like work that into the engine to make it kind of continue that realism or is it there is a bit of a head in a hand moment like in terms of what we do with our match engines how do we make this work because my goodness he's done something completely crazy this this summer and we've got to try and give people the opportunity to recreate that on fm if they wanted to it's difficult it, like when you see some of the evolutions of football and the tactical innovations of certain managers um you do think wow that would be amazing and then when you have to then actually technically like design that and sit down with some of the like engineers or um my product owner jack joyce who's on the team he designs pretty much every feature that we put in to the game and works mm -hmm. with every engineer as well so sometimes it can be more complicated than what you think um like a good example is um like people want like the um sometimes the sweeper keeper on attack to be as high as possible but then you have to find the right balance with that because if a player then wins the ball on opposition half, what we have is um, a lot of attempts from the halfway line to shoot because the players can see that the goal is open, right? Um, and that obviously doesn't happen that often. You know, you see players that score from the halfway line, um, like, and but it's it's rare, right? It happens maybe once a season. So you've got to get that real right balance in there. So sometimes some of the tactical innovations are a bit like far further forward than what we can go right now. But it is something that we go, right, put that in the backlog. That'll be something for like a future edition of, of the game. Um, but what I, I find incredible is even like thinking about this year and like just the positional rotations feature was really, really interesting because like I was, I did football studies as my degree. And we had to do the, or we learned about the tactical innovations of the game. And it basically felt like it was a WM formation, um, which was really like, I think, like, I think what was it Herbert Chapman or something? Some, yeah. One, yeah, yeah, back in the day. Mm. And he, he and I was like, what, 1950s or something? And, or 40s? And it's literally what we are now sort of ending up with in mm. the modern game. So uh, tactics are very cyclical anyway. They, you know, like a five in the back, three at the back. It, it it was played before and then it sort of brought back in 
um and and it's really really interesting to how we can make those work but some of the principles are still the same might be odd tweaks here and there and um, but we need to cater for that tactical dynamic of tactics and um, we let the human player pretty much do whatever they want mm. which is a absolute headache for balancing something <laughs> um so we almost need to make sure that the ai is as like we did for football manager 23 we we did a whole ai manager um like revamp because we felt mm. that let's try and make our ai managers as smart as we can but not using as many formations and stay true to the database and what the researchers are setting. So we can try and make the AI managers play a lot like they do in real life. Um, because the humans got way more freedom, but we almost want to make sure that the AI managers are quite controlled and measured in their approach to make not just it easier to balance the amount of combinations that we got, but really to make it a bit more of an authentic experience. So we know, okay, like a, a free five, two, that will always have like wing backs in it, for example, just to create that balance, better balance. So we know that when we're improving the engine, we're improving the AI decision-making that it will have a knock-on effect to a lot more managers. Mm -hmm. So every fix will have a bigger impression on the human manager. Um, but yeah, so, some of the formations that people come up with, are, um, it's insane and but really really fun as well so it's it's almost really nice that we we give that level of creativity to someone um so yeah and then there's me on on sunday league managing my team and trying to teach them how to play a diamond for example <laughs> in an hour of like training and and they're like why are we playing a diamond like we know like nobody has ever plays a diamond in sunday league and i was like because the pitches are boggy so let's just pile the middle <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so yeah for, but obviously you, that's that level of intricacy right where you can think mm creativity and like creatively about the game and sort of what we give our human managers but yes yeah, it's, it's a headache when when managers do something different in real life but a nice headache to have mm. now this this is i mean i mean callum how many how many variations of callum ball were there last season at slough <laughs> Wait. uh i i don't know i think i think once i got to about 20 i thought i'm just gonna stop at 20 um <laughs> but it, but i think i think that's the beauty of it isn't it because as you say there's so many you, you can do whatever you want but i think i'm finding on the on maybe it's because i'm learning the game better and better but the difference in just literally swapping a role. I, I, I was always of the understanding of, you know, I want to change my team, so I'm going to chuck another one up front or I'm going to chuck an attacking midfielder in there. And it's not at all that anymore. It's very much, you know, even switching from support to attack or defend to support will have such a difference on that particular player. Um, and I think that's what's really interesting. So even though it might look like the same formation that you're playing against, actually this player is going up and down or this one's just, you know, stuck to the centre halves. And it's, I think that's what makes it a lot harder to play against the AI now. I, I do think the game is getting trickier. Um, and so it should do, because as you say, as a human player, we have such an advantage over those AI managers that there needs to be an, an element of difficulty there. Um, and it's it's one of those things where, you know, most games do have a difficulty level and football manager doesn't. It's 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 football manager, you know, so it, it can sometimes have that um, that barrier 
with it because sometimes people go into it and go, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. I've set up the team how I think should be good. And I don't I don't know why this isn't working. And it is a case of just having those roles in the wrong places and those those instructions being wrong or players in the wrong roles and those sort of things. So yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. How do you uh <laughs> It's, it's difficult. I don't know. So some people, it's one of those common things that streamers say. Sometimes you just load up the save, and you know that day is not going to be your day on the game. I mean, I, I had one recently, <coughs> fifteen in a row. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, it's 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 one of it's one of those like I think you, you make adjustments. You sit there. Is is it a case sometimes of just switching it off, or is it is it just that is it that AI now like catering to basically what you're formation is and trying to counter and they're all now to counteract is it that type of thing or is it is it sometimes just it's just that day (laughs) Um, it's a bit of both i'd say like um it's how the players are feeling as well like your own players morale in the game um sometimes the flow of the game um every manager goes into a game say against their own ever ai managers or the human manager they have like an expected score at the start um, so depending on whether they think they're the favourites or not, whether they're home or away, um, and that changes dynamically through the match. So every time you make a sub, it could change your own expected score, like under the hood. Um, and same with the AI. Every time they make a change, they're just trying to either try and basically can they get back into the game? Do they need to get back into the game? How much do they actually need to win the game? Were they the favourites in the first place? Um so it is about then they are changing, not really f- dependent on the conditions of the game, depending on the flow of the game, depending on their own attributes, um, especially the AI, every AI manager in the database. I think that's the, sort of the difficulty for us. That we want to make that real-life simulation. So we want the managers to play how they do in real life. Mm-hmm. And then we need to use that data, and we almost need to try and stick to it as much as we can. So some managers will be very stubborn and they'll play their tactic and their tactic only, whereas some will react to the human manager or opposition manager a lot more, um, depending on their sort of attribute set. Um, and yeah, like it, it, it's really interesting where like sometimes you will just get in that that bit of form and depending on the attributes of your team, how yeah. can they really recover from that? What are you doing? That's what I quite like of, of in the game is you can control a lot but you also can't control everything and like you like the way you react in press conferences or the team talks that you give and the training for example you give give them a rest or not before a game or after a game those all do feed into that match day but then sometimes the match it may have a different experience completely depending on just what actually goes on like especially the timing of goals is like like sometimes they always say that oh we scored too early mm. that's and that's the thing that people say in real life we scored too early it, it it's a weird concept isn't it that you would <laughs> score too early yeah to, but mm. and but you then have to adjust your game plan and every in every decision you make every time you just change one tactical instruction in the game or you shout at your players that isn't a tactical change so that then changes the whole dynamic of the match. We have to then, at that point, we have to re-simulate the game. Like everything is live. As you click, as you go, it then has an impact, um, which is both, it's incredible um, because it really, like you get so invested in, like, especially like the development of the match and you like, every 
change matters mm. or it has an impact it matters some way to your result at the end um but some and then some people they like reload the game and then they'll play the same match again they'll be like but it's different but that's also because that's how the game is coded we have like a random element in there as well so we don't want to, we don't want the same game to be played the same way like you know and and it's pretty amazing like when we sort of test the match engine and uh, we can force um we can play around with some debug under the hood and basically if one we can change say okay that player was going to pass to you actually no now it's going to actually go to callum and and if we change that one pass that can actually potentially change the whole outcome of the whole game well wow. mm-hmm. just from one thing so it really does have that effect of it's so really interesting it's and, so interesting and then and then <laughs> sometimes yeah sometimes people on like network games for example um they may have encountered like a divergence um and that means that the the randomness in the match hasn't been held and so your score may be different to someone else's score and obviously we would hate that those bugs to go out in the in the public and and you know, like we fight so much against it, the amount of testing we have to try and guard against this. But it is just one thing can go out of sync and it changes the dynamic of the whole game and literally does change the score. So we know there's been a divergence happen because of the score changing. Yeah. And it could just be mm. one single event. That's the, the ripple effect of football. Yeah, just, our, just to, our version just, of football. Yeah, yeah just to confirm, Richard, uh, that goalkeeper did score that. Wildy from outside the box against you. Happened on all of our streams. There was no diversion. I Sorry. don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it, it didn't happen and you can't convince me otherwise. That, honestly, there, there's so much to unpack there. But mm-hmm. as you hear, as you say it, it all makes so much sense. Just from like the way that... Because in terms, for example, about how people approach games on FM... I mean, the three of us, we, 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 you know, we, we primarily, we stream football manager and we've talked about this on the pod before about how streaming FM, the way that you play the game is vastly different to the way that you play it when you're offline and, you know, you, you bypass certain elements. There are certain screens that you don't even look at when you're streaming. Because on the one hand, you're like, well, I want to play the game properly. I want to, I want to accomplish my goals. But on the other hand, I'm also trying to be entertaining or I'm trying to, you know, just keep people watching me engaged so you don't take into consideration some of the like the, the multitude of of external factors on your team's potential performance in a game you know i've, I've just finished the first season of my save and I, I limped over the line in japan with kashim rantlers and my my run-in at the end of the season was woeful and i nearly threw it all away and it's because i wasn't paying enough attention to what was going on in between the games. I wasn't really factoring in form as much as I should. I wasn't factoring in player morale as much as I should have been. And you go out and you're playing a team that's, you know, they're, they're third bottom and they're not going to get relegated, but they're definitely not going to get any higher than, than third bottom. You think they've got nothing to play for. We should go out there and we should dominate this game. And But you've just come off the back of a really disappointing cup exit and you're not factoring that in enough into the decisions that you're making where you're managing the game and you lose 2-1 and you're pulling your hair out. But when you actually look at all the factors that you've just talked about that can influence the outcome of a game, it makes you want to just 
not necessarily rush into these fixtures as pause, take a breath, look at morale, look at form, look at the mood in the dressing room, see how the team leaders are feeling. And these are all things that you need to take into consideration before you put out that 11. Because in your head, you're like, right, put your strongest 11 out. You're in a title, you're in a title push. This should get us over the line. And it doesn't always get you over the line. So that's like, I think that's mad. It, it makes sense when you hear somebody say it, but, you know, especially as streamers, and I'm guilty of not taking those things into consideration. I, I, I I, sorry, sorry, Rich. Um, no, I, I, I was, one point I really liked from yours, Nick, was um, how you said, you know, during the game, if you make even like a shout, that will alter the effect. Because I've had a theory for a while, like you're, you're in the last 10 minutes of the game, if, if you don't want it, just leave it. Don't touch anything. Just let the game happen. Just let it go. I don't want to change it. Because I hate, I hate to think that that right winger I've brought on to waste time with three minutes to go is the reason I conceded from that corner. I, I hate <laughs> and, and now I know it's true. And, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's things like that, that. And it absolutely should do. It absolutely should do. Why wouldn't it? Because as we go back, going back to it, that's real life. You know, if you suddenly said, right, that attacking mid, you need to be more defensive. That will change how the AI manager plays it and and they will have to but it's it's just it, as you say you keep using the phrase under the hood and i love that because we obviously that's the bit we don't see we don't see the under the hood you see everything else and and it's so interesting to know how the game works in that sense it's interesting to work on as well yeah. <laughs> really it really it you really like come out of it it's like a player of the game and then a fan and then the, i learned something like new uh, at least every week about what we are, what thing, what we're what like is actually capable of the game. I think really when you also start to plan the next things and like say the next new features that go into the game or the current features and one bug fix can really just tell you something more that you didn't know. Um, and it's really refreshing. We have a really good like communication on the team, and I think that's why I feel confident that I can speak on behalf of some of the engineers because you. Oh, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily, I don't think I'm very technically minded and definitely like, I haven't got a computer background, for example. Um, like I haven't ever coded. I managed to put one feature in the game, which I'm quite proud of, um, but someone helped me. Um, <laughs> and, but it's, you know, like, I haven't got that background yet. I can talk because it's a really good listener and I like to understand why. Just like, well, why? Like, how was that the fix? Why, what? what were we trying to fix? And I look after the version log, so I know every change that goes into the match engine. So that's like my baby in a sense. I just want to know, like, okay, well, what, oh, because it's a deterministic engine, so we're always like building on top of it. So when we go to release it, you get the best of what we got so far. Some stuff we hold back, obviously, because it may unbalance the experience. Some stuff, mm -hmm. it isn't quite ready yet. We've tested it, but we're like, no, that's too much of a risk to, to let but we continue building and building and building. So it's like 20 years or 25 years of like intelligence, like footballing intelligence, um, which is, yeah, it's, it, it's really, really like mind blowing at times. Um, and yeah, you sort of a lot of pinch yourself moments um, when you, when you actually step out and reflect, um, yeah, just how smart the engine really is. Um, so yeah. And, and the fact that we do simulate player mistakes, it, then we do have a debug where we can turn all mistakes off. Wow. And then that's where you see the simulation at its purest form. That's really, really cool because every player makes decisions based off other players. 
Like, okay, it's yeah, it's uh, it's like not every 0.25 of a second, um, a player has the opportunity to make a decision based off their attributes. So, every match of football manager, you think of that like four times a second, we've got a potential decision. Players can make a decision and also change their decision either at the mid slice or, or sorry, midpoint or end mm. point of that 0.25 second. So, you know, realistically, that's essentially four opportunities a second. You know, there's 90 minutes of football. Can, um, can we let Rich do the maths on this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. 22 players, you know, there's referees also making decisions. It adds up, right? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, but, and now we're simulating more football because of the new rules. Mm. So there's more football that we're simulating. And yeah, to compact that all into. So, you know, realistically, it's about half a million decisions are being made in any one football manager match that you get hold of. So if that's you the number I was going to land on, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I thought so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I was, yeah. So, so, Nick, how... So you've sort of talked about your background briefly then. How did you get into working for Sports Interactive then? If if you didn't sort of have the computer uh, background and the coding background, and yet now you work on a video game. I, I, I find that really intriguing. How, how does that work? Um, it was, I guess, really wishful. Like, I, I think you make your own luck in life as well. Like, I do think you have to be lucky, um, but you have to put your position, like, put yourself in a position of luck. And it was wishful thinking on my part. I was playing Football Manager 2014 um, in New Zealand. So I lived out there for a few years. I've got my Wellington Phoenix shirt there as well. Like, used to, used to go my season ticket there. And I was there playing Football Manager 2014, loving the game. Um, and I was looking for to come back to the UK and after two years being away and I saw a blog online that um, one of my colleagues, Dan Wells, he wrote for kick it out. And he wrote that he had went to university, the same university that I went to, but just years afterwards did football studies, same degree. And then he went to this um, event held by kick it out who were sponsored football manager or sorry, a partner, sorry, with football manager. Um, like they're always on the splash screens. Right. And mm. every, for as long as I've known, like that they've been there and we've worked really closely with them and miles volunteers his time at the event and it's called raise your game so it's about people who wanted to get into the football industry so a lot of people would come it's a free event and a couple of um the team from sports interactive were there and the year previous and the reason i read this blog and dan wells had um got a job as a qa tester from that event so he got interviewed and had a year as a tester and he documented how it was and, and what he had learned. And he then got taken on permanently after that and became a QA lead. And he's now a features producer um, at Sports Interactive or design producer. And, and I read that blog and I was really inspired. I was like, okay, so it's a football manager fan. I'm a football manager fan. I did a football studies degree. Oh, well, I did that. Oh, maybe, maybe I can go to this event. So I booked flights home so I could get to that event. Wow. I was like, if I can meet Miles at that event, maybe I'll show him that I'm a football manager fan and maybe I can try and get a job. And it was genuinely off chance and I applied for the event and you get speed dating almost slots with all the like people and professionals. And there was one with like um, a media um like a journalist and one with a football agent 
and my third one was with Miles. And the first question I asked him was, like, oh, well, what, what happened to the Football Manager podcast? I used to listen to that a lot. Yeah. Like, and is feature roulette, is that a thing? Is that real? My first question, you think about it, like, uh, uh, probably maybe nerves more than anything that you, you know, you really the end goal is to try and get a job. But then mm. I was asked a few softer questions. I thought maybe then he'll know that I'm a real Football Manager fan. And then gave him my CV and I was like, oh, I'd love to work for Football Manager. Ended up getting a, a, um, a job interview as a QA summer tester on like a four, think a four or five month contract. Um, was a, living in London, I'd never lived in London before. Um, and yeah, you, I was just hoping that I would get taken on like, and I would stay. And my goal was to become a permanent member of the team. And sort of the career has flourished since then and a lot, lot of hard work, a lot of luck, a lot of opportunities. Some people leave, you know, like my former producer, Neil Jajofen, he left the studio while I was the QA lead of the match engine team. It's right place, right time. Um, we were designing the tactics revamp at that time. So for 2019 Football Manager, that was my first cycle mm -hmm. as a producer on the match engine team. I was the QA lead and producer at the same time. It was very demanding, but it, and designed in this like tactics revamp with tactical styles and working with Jack Joyce really, really closely on that. And we were we've now worked together. We started on the same day. We worked together pretty much most of the time on the match team together. Um, and yeah, so the career was it was a weird way into the industry. It's not usual. It's not a usual route, but for sports interactive, a lot of people have joined in QA and they've progressed their careers. Um, even Miles talks talks very openly about like he started testing the game, um, and there's a load of people, load of our senior engineers on the team started on QA, and they were big like championship manager, football manager fans back in the day when there was only like what, 20, 30 people, and now we're nearly 300 or plus 300 people in the whole studio. But yeah, it's it was an incredible way in, but it was literally because I was playing Football Manager 2014 and I thought, oh, maybe I can work on it. So much so that I went for the interview. First thing, luckily, they gave me a copy of two Football Manager 2015 at the event <laughs> because I, didn't, I hadn't played on it yet. <laughs> so I was going for an interview for a game that I hadn't played on yet. So luckily yeah. they gave me a free copy. So I was like, right. And I got in touch with Dan via LinkedIn. I said, look, is there anything I need to prepare for this interview? I really, really want to get it. And he's like, just make sure you have some football manager editor experience and play, the, play as much in the current game as you can or the new game at the time. And so I talked to him in my interview about the differences between 2014 that I was actively playing, had an amazing Wigan save and loving it. And then my start of 2015, and they asked me, have you ever encountered any bugs in the game? And I said, no. Um, which is probably the worst interview <laughs> answer to give when you're getting a role to test the game. And because I believed that that was the game, like the game, yeah. it's almost like I was so naive to think that's the game. And then I'd mm. said a few things. I was like, oh, well, it's quite fun, funny how, you know, I, I, I am. Um, praise my players when they um they get their first international call up and they always get really annoyed at me and they were like that's a bug and i was like oh i was like i just thought that they didn't like play for their national team and 10 years later it's sorted <laughs>
it's, it's so funny that that and i was like, oh yeah it's quite yeah. funny i was like my player he scored like about you know about eight direct free kicks in the last game and they were like yeah that that's the balance of the match and that was a bit off and i was like oh wow okay and you start to learn that was just from my interview mm. and yeah mm. so yeah really weird way to get into the industry yeah um, but certainly love working in the studio now and yeah, it's a it really yeah, again like when you're sort of speaking with people that in and qa it's so invaluable like um mm. the, some of our qa team are really the heart of development like they are developers like they help even with the design of new features that go into the game as well they help some of them lead feature pods like i do and really get involved as well they're not just there to test and break the game because our game isn't it's so gray right it isn't just you click this it has to do this <laughs> it is there's so much nuance to it that actually like the balance is the main important thing and so you sort of need like people who like can test the game and think about that gray area like would this happen in real life or but it could um yeah so yeah it's um quite an interesting route in <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's wonderful I, I think with a game like football manager my perspective on it as as an outsider would be that it, it makes sense that it you know people that work for si it might not necessarily be the most traditional route into the industry because at the absolute core of what you do, you, you, I would imagine it's just one of the fundamental basics is that you must have a bit of a, un, you know, an understanding of, and at its core, a love of football. Because I can't see how you could work on a game like Football Manager and not love like the source material. So taking people from, you know, that might not might not necessarily have the programming background or, or the background with, you know, with technology would still be invaluable to a company like SI because you just need people at that grassroots level that just know, love and understand football. Yeah. And we've hired a lot of people now like that don't necessarily love football manager, but they're passionate about making games. Yeah. And um, which is almost like that's useful because mm. then they will have different techniques of how to make games. And then there's enough of us in the studio that love football or love football manager enough to almost help coach them through. Um, so we've got a real diverse mix. Um, certainly pretty much everybody on my team, they either love football or love football manager. There's only a few that work on the match engine that aren't avid fans, but they love it because they work on it, which is that in some of we've they became more fans because we've like say got them from another studio. So they've joined us for their technical expertise and then they then learn to love football. Um in that way which is which is pretty cool but yeah we certainly as the the studio's grown we've started to diversify our like, our team and like so it is people who are coming from particular like different backgrounds but they still have a passion and the passion could be games it could be design it could be engineering and it could be just other sports and then there is you know, there's still a lot of the studio, that heartbeat of the studio that are just so invested in football manager and football. Um, certainly changed um, the dynamics of it, but I think also for the better, because some of us were so like, oh, but it has to work like this in real life. But like, you still actually need to make that into the game. You still need to code that. You still need to design it. Um, 
we're also on like different platforms now so like like we're catering to such a wider audience such a different audience whereas like like someone picking up the game for the first time on like apple arcade they might have ever played football manager so now like the the induction experience needs to be amazing like now almost we're catering to players that aren't just like us where you've grown up with the game or you've had a real like strong affinity with the game and that's almost such a challenge that you need people with more diverse skills to that like, how can you enter someone into this game because we you know we just think in a way where we're like oh well surely that's that that should just make sense because mm -hmm. you've played the game for a long time and then you're like, oh but we're not catering just to those players as well so you have that like oh yeah but that makes sense doesn't it <laughs> oh no it doesn't so because it, like people challenge those thoughts which is really really it's quite cool in, in that circumstance and it really you know it helps the information flow in the studio because we have to communicate to our audience and our audience is growing it's diversifying and so that's what we need to do internally as well we have mm. to keep evolving um and it's shown by the player numbers of people you know i don't know when miles's last tweet was i'm sure it was like four million or something or a million in the in the uk in general and it's just incredible the growth is there because the team's grown and the team's not just hardcore football manager players and almost mm -hmm. like that's our our audience is now not just that so we have to make a game for everybody um, i mean there's there's some people who pl play football manager who arguably don't even like football but they just enjoy like the narrative when all the new gens come in and all all the different things that you can do and all like the even just like the skill based aspect of the actual game rather than actual the football side of things it's it's a it's a strange one like you you can there's some football manager players that you, you can ask some question about a player like even like big players like liverpool players or man united players or chelsea players and they wouldn't have a clue who they are like apart from what they look like on football manager that's the only the only point of reference they have because they, they just don't enjoy football but they enjoy the game it's and like you said in the studio diversifying as well it's it's i always find it's important like most organizations need to have that you need to have somebody who just doesn't care like not doesn't care about football should i say but but has a passion for games or the design or the stuff like that and it almost brings a, a second logic to it or another viewpoint to it so somebody new picking it up is easy for them and i think i think that's quite simple as well i mean i'm going through a journey with my eight-year-old nephew who's just picked up <laughs> on xbox game pass wow. and i'm constantly getting messages from my sister going what's this what's this i was just like just just get him to pick arsenal get him to pick something simple play what he knows and think and he can go from there so we'll see where we go that's incredible <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah my kids aren't quite there yet no, they're, not, they're, not as, they're not as invested as yeah. you, but give them time that's all i'm saying just give the give them time i mean it's, you, you, you touch upon that it's, it's that diversified player base now i mean it's it must be difficult I, I, you know as as the versions of, of fm have progressed and and the player base has widened i mean there was a time when if you met somebody that played football manager 
if you started talking to them about you know their save or what they were doing they're like right now we've got to we've got to be quick here because we've got 20 seasons worth of backstory to get through at Gillingham before I start talking <laughs> to you about what's happening now at Venezia like you have to understand that to understand this because they were in deep and they had been for years and years and years but now I say with with the introduction of things like Xbox Game Pass and things like Apple Arcade it's there and it's available to a more casual player base now and you know we've talked about on the pod before how there is no the way we see it there is no right or wrong way to play football manager you know it's it's not a linear game it's not mario like right you can start the level and you've got to get to the end you've got to jump on the flagpole slide on down and then off you go to the next level you don't have to do that you know you can do whatever you want to do and you can make it your own experience but you also have to slightly tailor it more now towards the more casual player base, the ones that are, all right, I'll give this a go. I will load up Manchester City and I will pick their default formation and I won't sign anybody in that first transfer window. I just want to use this team. I'll win everything within two years and I may never touch it again. But I'm going to really enjoy playing those two years. Is that something that in terms of the development of the game and the, what you're putting into it, that's something that I'm guessing you guys are now significantly more aware of than you were you know, 10 years ago where that player base was like they were hunkered in deep into a save from three versions previously. They don't want to sign, they don't want to buy the new game because they're 55 seasons in at South End, you know. Well, I think even like this year the, with the save game compatibility, we almost, we were like, what's the reason why people are not letting go of the previous game? And the majority of it is because of the save. It's because of what they've created. So we're like, okay, if we can help them then take their save into the next version, how would that play out? And it's been incredibly, it's been really well received. Um, there's a lot more people using it than what I, I would I thought in generally, mm-hmm. which is I think is a good thing. Um and yeah, like when we're making designing new features, um set pieces is a good example. We've had to design it in a way that you have a coach that can do it for you if you don't want to do it and you're not really going to be punished. But if you do do it, then you will get some marginal gains from it. Um, and that's almost like now how we're building up um, features is how can it be, how can we help you and handhold you a little bit through it and give you a good induction, but also how can we just let it happen if you don't want to touch it or how can you set it and then maybe never go back to it? Um which is almost so that's a i'm really really proud of some of the designs of that because it was very like pronged where you can do everything you can do a little bit you can do some you can do none and it sort of works and then and especially like because i think we've got three different responsibilities for it and we're just hoping that people just set it up once and then they don't really have to go back to it because you've got all the ranking system of where people are going. So it would dynamically change in the match for you, which, because <clears throat> we listened to a lot of the feedback and that's almost why it took so long because we had to get it right. And some of the ideas came because we could see people's struggles with it. Um, but yeah, like now it's, you are sort of set, like trying to design features with more people in mind. Even the feature selection, which like is an incredibly hard job for for Miles and the team, where how can you pick exactly which features go in which edition of the game? It's incredibly tough. And there's so many different teams and so many different departments. And you've got to get the right blend and the right mix. 
you've got to have that stuff for people who may be coming to it new. You've got to have the stuff that may be familiar to people who are coming back. You have to have stuff that draws people in so they'll buy the new copy. Um, but you've also got to retain them and keep them interested and make it an authentic football manager experience. So it's so difficult if you strip that all back because we are all everybody in the studio has great ideas and everybody's allowed to put their ideas forward where it goes in the game. But it's such a hard selection process to get it there. And then, yeah, now you've got, you, you put the, the different, I guess, um, personas of our, like, um, our player base and what is going to fit well with them. And some, it will fit well with everybody. Some, it, it won't. So, yeah, just even how you break down a big feature like that, like the set piece revamp, it's just a great example of you can do it, you can't do it. Hopefully you have fun with it. And if you don't, just give it to your coach and he'll he'll have fun with it. <laughs> Virtual set piece coach will be, yeah. He's go, yeah, there we are. <laughs> Done it for you. <laughs> Done it for you, Gaffer. Talking about talking about the features and stuff, Nick. I, I wanted to touch upon it. It's something that um I think maybe being within, uh, we, we call it the FM community, don't we? Uh, you know, the sort of streamers of content creations. I think we feel like we're on your team. I think we feel that that's, that's how, you know, the majority of us, we're all really positive about the game. But FM23 was an interesting one because it obviously wasn't wholeheartedly received positively. And especially on social media, people were really open about it. And I think... I loved how Sports Interactive dealt with it. The messages that they put out about the fact that maybe it wasn't exactly the game they wanted to put out, but they want FM24 to be this celebration of this, you know, this sort of um, generation, if you like, of, of the of the football manager games. As as someone who worked for Sports Interactive and obviously for, for the match engine, how was that for you personally throughout the year? Because I, I think... There was uh, at times a lot of unfair negatives that were sort of swirling rounds. I mean, as 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 I say, as as somebody who worked for the company, how did you find that? I, it's difficult sometimes to when you're a fan of the game and then you also work on the game. Yeah. So sometimes I can have conflicts even in my own mind mm -hmm. of maybe how I perceive things. But um, I was so incredibly proud of how many numbers and of players that we managed to get on FM twenty three. And that's almost you could tell it was like it was a good game. The basis of it was a very good game, but there were some features that didn't necessarily land as well as others. Um, and I think that's why almost we learned a lot of lessons in that delivery of the game, making it and um, which we were able to put into 24 with even like the features roadmap of what we were announcing. Um that that was a real, I think that was a real amazing detail of this year where We'll go look we'll let you know every couple of days um and the development of the game of 23 was harder because we were working on what is now fm25 um and it development is i guess if people really like if they knew what went on behind the scenes sometimes i think they would you'd start to realize that actually sometimes making a game is difficult and then making a game in the time periods that we do have, when we've got when, every year, it can sometimes be like, okay, so it's really time pressured. So if one thing goes wrong and it goes wrong badly, it could have rippling effects. Um, and it's about how we navigate that and how sometimes some the miracles that happen. But sometimes development goes really, really well and you've planned it well 
every, like this, but we also have plans that we can plan we can have the best plan in the world but if something then knocks out and that contingency and then that contingency doesn't work as well as what you thought it would um it can sometimes um make a life of its own i guess a good example of um like this year people won't know this in in the community but when we put in the new ball physics for example um we were we did it at a very very good time at the year so it's during development but we had seven goals per game every game <laughs> so something you know like changing something like that does have rippling effects um that's just an example of like yeah we did it at a time that we know that we had a load of time to save things and we had a load of time. But if if you have a number of them in the cycle, that could really, really affect the delivery. Um, so what I would say is that I was really proud of the game that went out, but I also understand a lot of the messages that, that especially like Miles put in his development blog. And I think he was very candid in his, yeah. like, mm-hmm. his description of it. I just think it, just, it there wasn't, I guess, enough headline features there wasn't enough maybe that we we felt like we had um we had gone for every persona as well as possible it's really difficult to to do that but i think that you know looking back it had almost it it gave us some more difficult challenges ahead of 24 that we were able to go do you know what like if we maybe change this and this we could essentially help it um like so and almost some of the f- work is building blocks for the next year. Um, a good example is we were working on the ball physics changes on FM23. That's a two-year project, but we can't announce that we're doing it because it may not be ready. So that's, I guess, a really, really good example of that was something that was worked on during the FM23 cycle. So I could see the fruits of our labor, but your, the fans can't yet. So we're privy to a lot more information, right? Because we're working on it, we're developing it. And so we almost, we know there's more to come. Um, and that's almost with every year. We know that this is going to be something amazing that's more to come, but sometimes it, it, it may not be ready for the next version. Um, and yeah, I guess that's something that maybe people don't fully appreciate that we will work on some multi-year stuff. The new animation engine, for example, that, that was released in FM2. 2022 and then we've advanced it since and now for 24 it's incredible like we've really taken it to that next level we've developed the tech to a real high level where like we we're planned that out that's that's been in the makings for a number of years and we developed it and development and we've had the plans to just drop little bits in or not little bits but you know, guess that um, iterative development. So I guess it gives you a bit of a understanding of that was something that was, you can't make a new animation engine in one year. You can't make a new physics mm-hmm. engine in one year. Um, or not with the size of team that we have and not with getting it to the level of standard that we want to release. Um, and that's the thing, like we have we have certain amount of time to get something to a state where we think it's amazing to release. And I'm really proud of like some of the delivery of FM24 when we're like, wow, we got an amazing game out there and people were instantly playing on it straight away. And and almost, I would also say, as a fan of the game, 
I shouldn't really care how it's made. I should just be able to play it. Mm. So I'm not mentioning stuff as like a sob story of like, oh, this is difficult. It's hard to make games. It's more as a fan, you just want to buy it and you want to play it and you want to like feel part of it. And almost like I quite like that now we have that community support around us um, as well. I also think that the way that the studio is communicating on a really transparent level, I think is incredible as a fan mm. and as an employee and as a team member. Um, I, I love that. I love that we're able to be a bit more honest. The development blogs are really amazing. And also the change lists. Before, we made that amount of changes, but we'd never tell anybody. We'd tell you little bits. But now, even for last year in FM23, we made a conscious effort to tell you exact every change that was in the match engine. And every, they were like, this is the biggest patch ever. Technically, it wasn't because we had made changes of that grander scale in the past. But we felt as a studio, we were given that permission to be a bit more transparent. So actually, I think the world is changing around us. People's expectations are changing. And almost like how we now communicate with each other is really, really key to that. And I think almost that's been quite nice is we've admitted when we haven't necessarily got it right. But we've also try to put things forward of like how we're going to try and make it better and talking to like the audience um it uh, like i didn't realize that there was a community forum before i joined sports interactive and to see the amount of posts on there and i was like yeah what people go on to a forum to talk about this game like you <laughs> like i just thought you people just played it and you know you'd meet some person and be like oh I'm, I'm a football manager fan oh do you remember freddie adu back in the day and <laughs> um, those kind of things oh mark Kerr, we loved him right yeah. yeah we liked him yeah yeah we did yeah passing 20 <laughs> he was amazing and it's almost that's like i thought that was it and it isn't and mm -hmm. now it's even bigger with um people like yourselves who make content about the game and storytelling about the game. Like it's a wider audience than even we could have imagined um, mm. now in the game. It's no longer is people writing on a forum. It's people actively talking, they're engaging with each other, having a conversation. They're sharing their saves with the world and they're, they're getting people invested in their game and their journey, which is mind blowing really. <laughs> And it's 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 like you said about the the even like the development blogs where you're do, you doing the patch notes and stuff like that. There's hundreds of content creators who'll go out there and just make a video off that pattern. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't be bothered to read this. I want to see what this <laughs> streamer's got to say about what the patches and things are. Even, even like we've done it on the podcast where we the features roadmap. It was nice, easy content for us. It's like helping these things along as well. And it's that that type of thing. And I think. It kind of leads us leads us a little bit onto it. I think we, we talked about the negativity of the community, but the community itself, I mean, we're, we're quite an active part, but that FM community, the content side of things, but just overall, like, what's your your, your favourite part and, like, how much it's developed? Probably, I'd probably say since pandemic, but, like, the explosion of it really more than anything else. I think the vari variety is incredible. I, I, I struggle now to see how someone else can make an original idea if you get what i mean because uh, you see i i, I it, it's almost like the question that you asked of how can you make the game better how can you evolve it i almost think the same now of content creators how can you make that new thing because i've seen so many different things done and very well and i'm like oh that's so hard to top that <laughs> you know like you know even like callum with slough like, you have seen other content creators make yeah amazing series with football clubs right and now that's more of a thing 
but it's but the the story is different, which is almost like that's at least the good thing of what Football Manager does. It allows you to create different narratives, different stories. You can drive them in a different way, but the variety is there. Like um, good example is like I love like a Mega Luke's videos where he just goes for a whole season and shows you a whole season in one like video, and I'm thinking. I'd hate to be his editor, or I'd hate it, or if he's editing, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. But I'm like, wow, how can you create that level and go for a whole season that quickly and then pick out the bits of the season and chop it down? And I'm quite a slow football manager player. So I'm like, how that would take me like weeks yeah. to get through a whole <laughs> season to then edit that down. And it's just that kind of like, so those kind of videos really, really intrigued me. I love like obviously the, the, like you know even just people popping on a stream to watch someone else play a video game i still it's still mind-blowing like i still like how how uh, how is that a, but it is so engaging mm-hmm. when you then because you fall in love with the 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 persona of the how they are presenting themselves the manager i think it's really really engaging um and every like release night we've released the game and everybody that that i'm in contact with like within our team or something first thing we do is we log on and we watch our favorite content creators play our game that we've just released <laughs> but no we're not gonna like we could just play on it ourselves right but we've obviously we've been playing on it to get it out right so it's it, it almost it's 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 a funny concept that we would then you'd log on and you see their reaction and um, that can be both a good thing and it can be a hard thing, right? Because you you want, you know, I think in society now, a lot of us are probably driven by like likes or um, followers, and it, so you've almost you've got to take sometimes a step back. Like you, you can't, like you can't say, oh, this, you can't take it all to heart, and you can't like both the positives and the negatives. It's almost like your your players in a match, right? Sometimes their morale, if they're if they're confident, they may be overconfident. You know, and that and same if their morale's low, well, you give them a bad team talk and it may get lower. It, you may give them that shout and it may not be able to turn them around. And that's almost like if you've, that's that's just the football manager analogy, but that happens in real life. So mm-hmm. it's a real interesting like aspect. I think yes, yeah, it's it, it's amazing the connections that have been built. And yeah, I think just the fact that now. That's that can be someone's full time job is making content is fantastic because it will breed different, um, like it'll, it'll breed, I guess, a variety and like maybe like your next like broadcaster or presenter, and um, that there could be real opportunities there. And I'm like the next person where like I now watch podcasts rather than listen to them. <laughs> I want to see the people. I want to engage with them. So that's not that's sort of similar to streaming, right? Like yeah. you want to engage with the person that you, that is telling you the story. So yeah, I, I I find it very hard now to listen to a podcast without seeing the people, <laughs> um, which is yeah, I, I didn't think that that was possible when you know when a first podcast were first introduced. You were listening to Miles giving a feature roulette number and <laughs> you know listening to it. It would have it would have been quite funny to see the the, the footage of that. I think back in the day. I, I think I think as well with 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 like you sort of talk, sort of talking about content creation, watching people play the game. I think and I, I, when I'm streaming, I so often get the comment of I'm playing my game. 
while watching you stream. So they might have me on a laptop and, you know, and they're, they're playing it on their PC or something like that. And I think FM can be, it's, especially because when you're playing predominantly offline saves, you, you play it on your own, don't you? And you're just playing that save. Whereas it almost feels like you're playing with a friend. Like I, th I think if, if content creation is done correctly, I think that is how it feels. And you don't even necessarily have to watch that. I mean, the amount of um, locked during lockdown, the amount of streams I watched of Dr. Banji, where he was playing his his save on stream and I'd be playing mine alongside him. And it's like, this is nice. This is just, you know, I've, I've got someone here playing a game that I like and I'm playing my game as well. And I think that that's the beauty of it, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think as well, like, yeah, it, it now the game's like been more optimized and it's faster. It's almost like that, the continue now is is more short than it used yeah. to be but I almost feel like yeah that's it gives you that ability to yeah, do something else i remember when i was a, a young kid i would i'd be playing on the old what there was championship manager on my desktop while also playing on fifa yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you could continue that and you could yeah. still do that and you could pause yeah. that and you can still do that because <laughs> now obviously you can't but but yeah like that that almost yeah that friendship element of it is yeah because I think you're right. It's such a solo gaming experience for for many, and and a lot of people watch football while playing Football Manager. Very like, you know, today I was there watching the Celtic match. It wasn't great viewing, so you know, it was, it was almost quite nice to just look at Football Manager, and you know, you don't take the the result as as badly. But when you're losing on both, it's <laughs> it is a lot harder. But you're yeah. almost like I want to. But like that's what I love. It's like you sometimes you watch you can watch like the content creators and you can then get ideas of stuff that you can do in your own saving you or the i love the like the no the like how to kind of things um fox in the box we used to make some amazing ones with like tutorials of how like features worked and and now i know like zealand's taking that to a whole nother level oh yeah and like rdf was tactics and so there's some really like amazing like content out there um and some of some of the, the people who have then come with a brush of fresh air as well, and it, it, you know it's really engaging, like that kind of content. But you're right, like sometimes you are doing something else at the same time, and or you're watching football and you want to go, right, I can do a lot better job. I can do a better job than that manager in the hot seat right now. Um, so you want to do it virtually yeah yeah some sometimes you, you're playing football manager with your friends and you're programming ai uh former 90s footballers to say stupid things to to your friends as well so <laughs> <laughs> yes you are uh, i love i love my little chats with carlton palmer um they, they are so they are so much fun i think it, it, it is true though it's it's there are aspects of football manager especially i think Callum's hit the nail head kind of you know post kind of pandemic <laughs> Um, too, too well. He's, he's hit me over the head too well. He's been that right, which is left. Um, but I think, I think he's it, hit it, himself it, on the head. Yeah, I know. He's, he's done. He's like, no, I'm out. I'm done. Um, now there's, 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 there's a lot to it, it can be quite a lonely game because, you know, before I started, you know, hanging, spending more time chatting to people like Tony Jameson, for example, I didn't have anybody in my life that I saw on a regular basis that played FM. I know people that like football. I know people that like video games, but there was never that crossover. I never had, you know, I never got to chat about my FM saves with people because I didn't know that anybody that played the game. And I don't think there's anything worse than somebody trying to describe a foot manager save to somebody who's never played it. Cause like, I don't care. That didn't happen. You're like, how, what, what do you mean? 
what do you mean that you signed Messi for Doncaster Rover? No, you didn't. That's what? But then suddenly you meet loads of other people. Like, you signed it for Doncaster. That's amazing. How did you do that? How did you get on? How did you play? What system? And it's it's great. And it's it's the building of that community. And I find it quite interesting. Like, we, we talk about there, there are essentially two different schools of football manager streamer we think there are people that you want to watch people like as you say rdf tactics or like a, a steve hood or, or the guys that know the game or like a dalgy like you know the, the guys that know the game inside and out and you want to learn how to be a better football manager player and then there are people that you watch stream because they're kind of a bit more entertaining you're not going to learn something from them but you're actually just going to enjoy time in their company and i am if you've ever learned, if anybody's ever watched one of my streams and thought he really knows what he's doing, you've missed the point because I really, really don't. Um, I'm I'm awful, awful at the game, but I have a really, really fun time being awful at the game. Um, as somebody like you say, when you're sat there watching this content, do you? It's going to sound like a daft question. Have you ever picked anything up from somebody like an RDF Tactics, for example, and gone? They get so under the hood of the game but from the user end rather than the creating end, like creatively, like I didn't know that this match engine that I've built could do that. I think some of the, some of the tactics that people make, you start to realize, oh, what someone would do that. Someone's mm. really doing that. Mm. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, even I think, like, I remember my first cycle was like the match engine QA lead. Um, and that was 2017. And um, I think it's Guido. Is it, is it who's playing yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? People do that? Hey, because mm -hmm. that was my first cycle as like a QA lead on the match engine. I'd never like tested the match in depthly at that point. So I just played the game. And I was like, well, who would, why would you play with no strikers? Like, it just, but then you start to realize, oh, okay, pe people do do that. And now, obviously, we have test plans to cover all of these different scenarios, right? And, you know, we will test, say, downloaded tactics from the previous years just to say, okay, how how are they doing? While also we need to make a true authentic experience. So we got balance the simulation first, but we also got to understand how the user would play or how the, the human manager would would play. Um, but I, I actually, when watching some of the content and some of the videos, especially it's, it's trying to understand people's habits of how they would play the game, I think is more useful. So seeing someone's challenges with a certain feature and going, oh, it's like sometimes you, you almost you do get, oh, that's a bit of a missed opportunity there. I have a good example. I was the feature producer for the Data Hub. So we, I was the one that, one of the, the team that then helped guide that and make that into the game. It's the first sidebar entry we'd had in a while, I think like, since like Dynamics. And so we put that in and then we would when watch streams and see how people were interacting with it and so then the following year we did a second like like round of um and that was for football manager 2023 so football manager 22 data hub came in football manager 2023 we were there making refinements to the data hub to make it easier to use for people and it almost because it wasn't really a headline, we had already sold the feature. We just tried to make it better. And even with like pinning certain things, so it would come through in your inbox um, and how you can actually like try and select things. Cause there's so much information there. It's like, how do you access it? And then we saw how people were accessing it and we're like, oh, we need to make this a bit easier. 
mm-hmm. um, and that's almost what we learn then from the content. So it's not just you know like well somebody's doing this in their game. It's like sometimes how do they do it? It's really really interesting seeing someone else play the game is and and what they're inter- what what they actually think something does is pretty incredible as well like oh that tactical construction does that so does it yeah to ask the engineer be like it does this right yeah okay this content creator says it does this where did they get that from and it's like some blog post from like the community and like an old someone or someone's and it's so funny how that can really grow arms and legs so sometimes mm. like i will when i speak to say like we have these amazing events um usually a couple of times a year or twice a year or once a year where we get content creators to come into the office um, mm-hmm. and so some of them i will speak to and go hey like this does this like and that's what we want to try and be really open with what something does because at the end of the day now you are all educators whether you like whether you think you're good at the game or not you're now educators so you are talking to the our player base so you almost you need to be informed because then that trickles down um so that's almost like the the what we learn we learn a lot of the stuff that also like no it doesn't work that way but it's pretty funny how so- <laughs> but sometimes it's like oh but maybe it should work that way hmm. it, it as well so it changes opinions and sometimes that feedback does change how the game is developed so sometimes it, it, we're like, oh, okay, this works in this way. Like, I had no idea how really, but I knew our set piece system was bad before. I didn't realize how mm. bad. And then when you make it better and you realize, okay, and then you design around some of the things that people were really getting frustrated by. And then you see it then being introduced to the community and you see them see people love it. And then it's it's amazing it's nice to then see the contrast of you've seen some of the problems you have identified the problems some creators also come up with like ah oh, some pretty cool ideas themselves but they won't necessarily go on the forums and log it on the community forums so sometimes you have to get some really good ideas from it um and also like with the um with the way people play the game in terms of like the content where you think about the, the almost the creator cups now, mm-hmm. like those kind of formats, they're really, really interesting because they, then you see how the game is played in a different way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you see how then when, when you see the player versus player experience, that's really, really interesting because it poses like different challenges as well. And, um, and so that also, like, when you see that in that competitive environment, that's yeah, that's just something that you've got to design features a little bit differently or you've got to think, okay, the game needs to be improved in this way. And when you see someone struggling with something, you're like, oh, can't we make the game better or help with that? Um, and sometimes it's also funny to see people make mistakes as well. Like, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's also part of the joy of, you know, because we're not going to make every feature perfect either. There's going to be some bugs in there, and yeah. there's always going to be a bug that is released. And I, I, I just I don't see a way that we could ever guard against that in development because everybody plays the game differently. Yeah, and and every, every game has its bugs as well, and it's it's yeah. like uh, it's like, like sitting with when I've done playoffs. Obviously, I have a host, you know, 
sitting in the background shouting at Tony. It's uh, you, you just see those moments like the the last playoffs that we did where we had the Limo versus it was against Carr where they just both went for it at the end of the game and it went from one end right down to the other and it was a brilliant moment but you wouldn't get that and it's uh, it's it's almost going full circle where you said we're making all those changes and I always think back to every single time I watch a game in the playoffs and somebody goes 3-2 up and then they change the system completely so they don't concede a goal and then lo and behold they concede a goal it's because they've told they've basically just gone right Okay, we're going to hold this back, and then they get instead of sending out like a little note to the player to run out of thing, the guy's coming out with an A4 folder, just like right, we're doing this, this, and this. Go. <laughs> so it's 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 good to see, and like like I said, the the, the creator stuff. I think uh, the creator, the PVP, like, it'd be great to get that pushed a little bit more, but it's it's, it's I understand the difficulty of it as well, just because of licensing and you can't have players going to certain clubs and all those type of things. So it's difficult that way. It's is is there. Is there scope for it or anything coming forward? Or it, the, well, there's, yeah. the, the scope for a lot yeah. of the development. I think you know that we understand that, like we, we understand that there's certain areas of the game that we want to push a lot more. But we also yeah. understand that the metrics of the single player experience is, is where, yeah, it is it. So it's mm. it's really really difficult. It's almost, I guess, a good example. of think of set pieces, right? We were looking at the metrics of the people that weren't were using the old set pieces. You can look at that two ways. Are they using it because, uh, are they not using it because it's not very good? Or are they not using it because they're not very interested in it? And so if you think about that, that's sort of how we need to look at all of the metrics of other game modes and really make that distinction. And like there is certainly like, there's always some amazing ideas for those kind of things. And it's just like, sometimes it's when is the right time to do it? Yeah. And you got almost like strike at the right time, but, but you also got to understand the expertise you have and is the expertise working on that thing. They may be needed for this other big thing that we're working on. And so it's the way, I guess, inside the studio, like we're the match team, but we sometimes get, work on certain things like so for example a few of the engineers and the ai engineers also worked on set pieces because we own tactics so we own tactics and we also own the match so that's where the development it's so team dependent and it's like have we got enough people in one team to make a feature come to life and it could be some things as they're already in development but we can't talk about them so it's do you get what I mean? It's a, it's a real hard balance of, you know. But there's certainly like there's some amazing ideas of how we can improve it, and and also we actively do engage with some people who use it as well, which is I think is the most important thing. It's like you wanna you wanna talk to the people who are the most passionate about it to understand how we can make it better. Um, so it, I guess to give, give you the. The more like FM version of like in future editions, and that's almost like I've always like tried to put that on the forums. It's like, yeah, we want to make that better in future editions, yeah, because it's it then means that it's we've seen it, we've acknowledged it, but we don't yet know when, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's sort of like it, sometimes it gives some people like that hope. <laughs> which is almost that's the main thing but i think it's almost like people's like people's ideas are acknowledged that's almost why i really love the fact that we still have that where the community can log feature requests 
because you know i think miles said was it i think last year i think there was a feature request that had been in there like 10 years and like the most requested feature that we've ever had is the save game one which took <laughs> so long to do properly but he highlighted in an interview in bbc where we actually did have it working from 22 to 23 or yeah from 22 to 23 but we weren't confident that it would work completely which you know like and i was yeah. playing a save from 22 to 23 and then obviously they stopped that from working so we could release it and so i'd had to lo lost my south end oh. save <laughs> because well it's not really our like it's better that the public have have, have uh, you know like you, you but but the good thing, I, what we were always taught in QA is don't get attached to a save, mm -hmm. because the main our main prerogative is make sure that we have save game compatibility with what we release. Yeah. Um, and luckily, we've got a lot better in the studio where we've been planning for save game for so long that always we've been trying to make sure that we keep saves integrity for a long time, um, which has really changed the development. Um, but yeah, never get attached to a save. That's what we're always taught. So, <laughs> but now we sort of can, which is quite nice. I mean, as as FM educators, like we all are, um, we never get attached. I've never once been attached to an FM save. I don't even like Slough. It's all a ruse. <laughs> I guess on, on the flip side of that coin, uh, sorry, in terms of the, say, some of the features that, you know, people might think in the future they'd like to see them improved upon is there a feature use it using fm24 as an example is there a feature that you don't think gets enough love in the current version of a football manager that you might like to see people kind of you know maybe people like ourselves these fm educators that's that's going my twitter vibe, I yeah i might i might 100 yeah football manager just because just you work in be... schools i don't think you can call it this so. <laughs> yeah. it counts mine's gonna be like b tech in brackets accidents. you know i'm not overly qualified but i'm qualified just enough to have uh, some initials is is there something in fm24 for example that you, you would like to see people taking advantage of more um it's, that's a really interesting question, right? Because I feel like the the main like headlight features that I've like worked on, mm. especially like with like the set piece revamp and like and then all of like the positional rotation like <laughs> changes. Sort of everybody has tinkered with a lot, which is amazing. And um, so I'd say from, from a, a a narrative side of things, I do think the new transfer options are really mm. really cool. Um, Particularly, I like the one where you can redo it yourself. So not the like not the real world, but almost the like your world. I find the your world one more. Yeah, where you keep Lukaku at Chelsea, yeah, there. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that has like way major like narrative story development because you can redo it yourself, mm. um, and you could do the transfer window, and but you've still got the money. And you still got the the same players. Like, would you sell them? Would you not? It's. I think that's probably the biggest. Like, I'd say that's the that's the feature that I think has got a lot of potential. Um, and I'm so glad that that we were able to do something like that. Like, um, when they were um talk when the feature was in development, like we get to learn what's going on because all the feature pod owners. So I would own set pieces, and you would hear certain developments of others. Um. So but that one, I didn't hear the your world for a while. 
And then when I heard that, I was like, that's a game changer. In my perspective, from how I play FM, I was like, and from the uh, story-driven side, I was like, that's really cool. But uh, one that probably maybe didn't get a lot of love from maybe us when we released it, because it was sort of hidden within the set-piece part that we did, was the match preparation, where mm-hmm. it's almost, it's pretty cool, you you know, just picking, like, what aspects of the sort of the development of your team you're going to work on, you know, b- before the match, especially, like, are you going to train, like, your attacking formation, you know, your defensive, or what set-pieces are you going to push? That, I think, was really quite cool. And we try not to overload it. You know, it does come in your inbox sort of like before every game. But it's 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 almost like a mini game within training almost. Because the training is and so it can be as complex as possible, or it can be is leave it to your assistant as possible. And it's got those those levels to it. Like you can get involved a little bit, you lot or not at all. And almost I felt like that was quite a nice avenue of how we can bridge that set piece training and training in it in one news item. And so it made you feel like you could still do some stuff if you didn't want to do it all. And um, so that's something that like, I think was, that was quite a cool thing and um, that we ended up like developing within the set piece pod because we wanted to make sure that, you know, you you need to train your set pieces, right? Like you want to have that. Like we had tactical familiarity, but then I was like, it. Then you're like, but we never had like set piece and how effective like set piece effectiveness. And I was like, and it's one of those things. You're like, why didn't you ever have that? But now understanding that how we developed the games, you can understand why we hadn't ever had that because the tactics and tactical familiarity. Our tactics revamp was 2019. So we've had that in there as the concept. So it was quite nice to then have set piece effectiveness and you're able to work on that. And um, so that's something that I think is like quite a cool, smaller feature. It wasn't small in terms of development. It was probably more <laughs> difficult, but it's it's smaller in terms of impact, right? And the user necessarily wasn't, or you're the fan of the game, I don't think it was expecting set piece effectiveness to be a thing. And um, it was nice that we were able to add that in they were they were wanting the set piece revamp, right? So it's quite nice when the fans go, right, this is what we want. But when you say you want something, you don't really know how it all comes together either. And you you may want little bits. So we've got to think, okay, how can we deliver this whole package? And that's what I think was quite nice is it's a feature, it's a smaller feature within the feature. That mm-hmm. and the a really small win script bit of the set pieces was the set piece specialist which I think is really quite cool. So you just get like, you know, if you have like a great corner taker, like like we have a Lewis Palmer who takes them from both sides, just make sure he takes them from both sides. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small effective tick box, yeah. but it has a big, big thing. Um, I, I, it was an idea that we had thought of and unfortunately, you know, like we ran out of time to do something big grandioso, but, the, but we made it effective. I mean, effective tick box is good. Like that, sometimes simple is better. If mm. if you get what I mean, and like sometimes just a simple option, yeah, it does exactly what it says on the tin. That's good. Whereas you know, like sometimes we can try too hard to make it so great and glossy when really the the simplest version of it was probably the most effective. Mm. So it teaches us some design lessons as well. 
that which makes a lot of sense which makes a lot of sense when you really break it down um i'm aware that we've we've been chatting for ages at this point and i could quite happily sit here and keep chatting to you for another two hours quite comfortably um but i know that you know there are some wives that might start shouting in the not too distant future um especially sorry they never apologize never apologize she won't talk to me about segundo volantes i've tried and she just won't engage um she won't play the game uh one of the things we did kind of want to touch on i suppose and it, you've, you've brought up bits and pieces of it already i mean how much football manager do you play outside of you know you you spend all year making the game like how invested are you as you know you've come you've 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 come to SI as a fan of the game how much do you play kind of outside of work are you are you, do you still are you still hitting the numbers you were hitting back in the day or is it massively scaled back these days it's interesting now playing knowing a lot more um because hmm. sometimes you can be in the zone especially when you're thick in development i play because i want to keep an eye on how it's going and I want to see it for myself. Um, I want to see, like, because our, our match QA team, for example, give amazing feedback and they give us a review of after every sprint, what does the match engine look like? What's the balance? How does it feel? What's the good bits? What's the bad bits? What's improved since the last one? Um, and then when all those features get introduced, obviously that changes, right? Um, and so I like to play test to, because especially from my like time in QA, I like to see how the game's coming along. I think it can sometimes give you real confidence as a leader of a team. So you can see people's work and you can actually give them feedback on how their work is having an effect on the game, not just from a QA standpoint or not just from them saying it. Like I can actually give them good feedback or I can give them real feedback. Mm. Um, So that's something that I do do during development. I always play a Celtic save no matter what and always play the same Celtic save through development. Yeah. So I've still got a Celtic save going that we still have Jota playing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to stop that because I don't want him to leave. So, um, <laughs> so he's not leaving. He's still staying. Um, he's locked in. But um, but yeah, so I play, I usually I always play a Celtic save and I would do that on release just so then I can get hang on a new game. Because unfortunately when you're in work time, like time is precious, right? And I've got, I manage a whole team of people. Um, so my time is valuable in work time. So I can't play as in-depthly as I would like. So sometimes I holiday to the next game and I play. And that's, mm. for me, that it's, I me. Mean, I have to do it, but it's not how I like to play FM, right? I'm really quite a slow, methodical player. So then when I play by myself, it's nice because I can just play. And so I'll usually play a challenge. Every year we have a challenge in the studio, so I'll play that challenge. And that'll be my something that isn't Celtic. Um, and then I'll start to play other things. Like the f- last year was the first time that I actually got like a database. I got like Moz's DB for um, Scotland and started playing this open goal Broomhill, a team that now is back to Broomhill FC. Mm-hmm. And that because I was watching their YouTube channel and I fell in love with the fact that they then made a team in a documentary about this non-league Scottish team in the Lowland League. So I was like, right, okay, I can play with them. And then you start to realise that how both fun the match engine is, but also how different is when you play that lower down and actually how difficult our job is to support everything so i do play i do enjoy it sometimes i do sometimes you get in the moment where i will send quite far a notes 
to uh, to the guys and i'm like okay well in this match here's the timestamps of things that i think that we can improve and i would give that to the qa team and that's my like i'm not telling them you need to log that i'm like just have a look at it i want your i want your perspective of it is it matching what the feedback is that you're going to present in two weeks because if it is then here's some more examples so we can help the developers um so sometimes i do play and i'm like oh it it doesn't it, it does change it it it's not as i guess it's not as it is still fun but certainly yeah. sometimes i look at it with a completely different eye yeah. and some and i'm more critical which is a really good thing and also can be a really bad thing because the more critical the more you look at something it's like an artist looking at a painting right like you want to change it you don't think it's perfect so almost like every time we release a game i always think oh but what about if we'd just done this and this and this and it happens every year but it's almost like it's good because it gives you the motivation to make the next one right um so i never think it's like it's the best work we've got at that time and that's almost like that's what we're releasing especially in the match engine side of things because we're building on it year upon year and then and building on that intelligence it is just the best of what we've got right now and we know that by the next update or the next year we'll have something even better um and yeah there's always stuff that we want to do as well which is quite nice it gives you more ideas and yeah so it's a it's a funny cycle you play <laughs> and then you know you want to make it better and you know this is the bit where it didn't go so well and you sort you could see it um, so when you've seen something, that's the worst thing. When you've seen it during development, you can sometimes you can see it, and it's it's and I see it a lot with like the content creators as well. And I see it a lot with like our fans. Like I'm part of some, I'm just incognito in some like football manager Facebook groups, and you can start to and some group and you can start to see like the you get really hung up on that thing. Imagine working on it and getting <laughs> hung up on that thing. It's well, it's irritating as well. So, it, the game playing it brings out all emotions. Just playing it, then working on it as well, and being a fan of it. Imagine the emotions that can come out sometimes. So, yeah, um, mostly positive though, which is good um, because it's yeah, it's really fun. It's it's a fun game to play on. Like for me, it's it's still as fun as when I was playing in my bedroom before even applying for FM. Amazing. Is your custom database of choice this time the worst database ever? The, the one where the guy based all the English leagues and everything's like hell. <laughs> just like, I, I did. I did see that online. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I just don't know. If, I don't know if I can go down that rabbit hole. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone can. It's it's a very it's, it's a very intricate idea that can only really last one season before you're just like, no, this is just stupid. Now. But I think. We'd be doing a disservice to our, our loyal viewers and uh, listeners if we just. I, I think the easiest way to do this is just go FM twenty five question mark. I think that's that's how we're going to cover yeah. that question. <laughs> um, I'll have to go FM twenty four. Yes. <laughs> um, no. No. In, in, no um, in reality, um, like we we've been really transparent as a studio, which is incredible. Um, the development blogs that Miles has put out is really told a story. I hope that more of those will come as both a team member of the studio as well as like a fan. I really hope that we continue to do that 
Um, I think that would be really a great message. Um, I can't say as much, but what I can say is that it will look better. Um, I'm not necessarily the per I'm not that core audience that thinks that the graphics need to look amazing. Like my one of my favorite games is like WWF No Mercy. <laughs> like I, I just don't see the graphics in that way. Like I still find that a most incredible game. And I know that yeah, games have evolved and computers evolved, technologies evolved, and I understand that. But I really like when I play Full Manager, I just look at the players on the pitch and like like I thought like the animation changes this year that in the ball physics changes just changed my perspective of what I was looking at because I just concentrate on the pitch and then the new the light in the changes and the pitch text changes that we made for FM24. I was like, great, that looks better. And I was like, oh wow, just changing the light and makes it amazing. So I don't really look beyond that. But but when I'm looking at the FM25 builds, mm -hmm. it's the first time I've looked beyond it and thought, whoa. Like for me, that's impressive. Uh, and so I know that it will look better. And also, you know, I'm, the good thing about it is we will also have um, female football players um, on the pitch, which is which is incredible. Um, and I think, as Miles said, probably should have done it a long time ago. And But it's, it's the thing, it's timing, isn't it? It's timing, it's how, you know, um, our team has got bigger. So, you know, that's a good thing. Um, doesn't mean having more chefs in the kitchen means you can make more food or better food um, but it certainly gives you a better chance um, but yeah that's the FM25 is, is, is exciting for us and it's also a complete big change for us um, so yeah so it'll be um, in the Unity engine um, which is you know well, one of the biggest game engines out there like so it's, it's that is really incredible and it's incredible that we're sharing that um for the smart people probably figured that out anyway when they looked at our job adverts right like <laughs> that we were posting before that you know before the development blog that i'm sure some people did figure that element out i actually found out uh forget what it was but one of my friends is a, a lecturer at the university of in, uh, in the northeast You've hired one of his students as, as, as a developer that way. So that was quite cool. The one thing, obviously, connecting No Mercy and Football Manager 25, are you going to petition for feature request uh, custom manager entrances? So we can all. Oh, <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be so incredible. Oh, imagine. Like, I guess, I guess in theory, like, you sort of. Like you, you could do something like that. It wouldn't be as grandioso, right? You wouldn't have music. Like that, I think that maybe go a step too far. But, but some of the biggest football personalities, like in the in the Premier League and stuff, like that, you know, I think about it like like my team, Brendan, coming out to some theme music. That oh, would be he'd cool. Yeah, yeah, I think he would he would enjoy it. <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's really interesting that that aspect. But yeah. Um, but imagine I if we get went to... down that route. <laughs> oh, FM25, if I get to a cup final at Wembley, I want to be able to like, zip line down like Shawn Michaels and WrestleMania 10 from the top of the stadium. Then I want to get stuck halfway down. And then you have to use the blimp cam just so you drop the top down three years and all the players running around on the pitch. Oh, the pyros are going, oh, absolutely mm -hmm. sensational. Oh, I'd love that. I'd absolutely love that. 
I'm just thinking of the technical challenges now of putting that sort of <laughs> together. It's just like that's the thing. Like you sometimes you hear some ideas and then you're like, and then you think actually, oh, you would have to think about that, and then you have to think about that, and then you know we would need a DB field for like how eccentric a manager is, <laughs> preferred music, preferred role, you know. <laughs> just I want preferred attire, you know, yeah. it's not just yeah. tracksuit anymore, you know. <laughs> I, I, I want this to be the base of tomorrow morning's team meetings. Like, right, I was on a podcast yesterday, and they've had this idea. I can't get it out of my head. Come FM twenty six, you know, we've got the champ. The Champions League is now licensed. The Europa League, that's all in there. Wembley Cup final. Always, I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy, and there he is, all the way down, all the way down. As you don't you're six nil. Yeah, as you're playing Crystal Palace's Roy Hodgson comes out to Vera Lynn. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not like I do like what I've seen on Twitter recently with the managers of wrestling figures is just incredible. Oh, yeah. It is oh, it makes me laugh so much every time. Like I can't wait for the next one that they're like <laughs> freaking out. Those pretty it's pretty funny. So it just shows where people's minds go. Such mm -hmm. creative people, yeah. God, 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 love that. Sean Dyson and his little can of worms. Oh, it's, it's just so fantastic. <laughs> it's one of my one of my favourite footballing things this year have been those rest those uh, those manager those management wrestling action figures because up until two weeks ago I, I had no interest in football this year, but now Sheffield Wednesday have started winning games again, so maybe my interest is peaked. <laughs> maybe it's hard to say at this point. Come but on, I, Barry I'm, Bannon. <laughs> yes right you like barry bannon and you like no mercy i think we've just become best friends those those, 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 those moments that's, that's all i have that's literally all that matters to me anything else is irrelevant we can just talk about barry bannon's left foot and uh and, and playing really 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 um janky ladder matches on no mercy the best things the best things in the world that's all we need um that i i have had the absolute best time this evening this has been an absolute treat um the little timer in the corner of my screen has just ticked over two hours so i think because like i said we could i could sit here i could go for two more but in in the spirit of bedtimes i think <laughs> that's probably the point lads where i think we should call it a podcast i don't know about the rest of you but that to me feels like a good place to any as to end it because look we've WrestleMania entrances at Wembley. It's all it's all it's all I've all I've heard. I'm just gonna talk about it on stream loads and then get invited to one of the SI meetups so I can be corrected in person. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's all gone full circle. See, I've worked yeah. it out. I've cracked, I've cracked the code. Oh, well, you may be credited, you know, like with that idea. Or I may be credited <laughs> that Football is... manager 2050. <laughs> <laughs> I, I accept. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm, uh, yeah, that's very, very kind of you. What a, oh, there you go. T probably Jeb's idea, really, but, you know, I've, I've claimed it now. Everything's Jeb's. Everything's Jeb's. All of this is Jeb's. He doesn't know it yet, but all of this one, it's all his in, in, in a realistic kind of way. Um, Nick, thank you, mate. This has been an absolute joy. I I was excited when when Jeb said, oh, I've had a little chat with Nick Madden. We, we might be able to get Nick on for a chat on the podcast. I thought, well, that's going to be good. And then this has just lived up to the expectations and more so. It's been an absolute joy. Um, normally, when we have guests on, we were like, we, we were like, right, have you got anything you want to plug? Um, <laughs> you have a game that's come out in the last month or so, mate, that you might want people to check out. 
yeah, people can check out FM24. They can play the set piece for revamp. That would be great. Um, yeah, take control. Don't just <laughs> give it to your assistant. Go and take control. <laughs> no, but um, in, in all seriousness, I really just yeah, thank you for um, this evening. You know, um, never know there could be like part two, part three in the future. So yeah, oh, always man. open. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. it's been amazing just to you know, at the end of the day, it's we're talking about a video game that we all love. Um, and yeah, I, I just hope that the fans love and enjoy it. Like in the, the day, like we make it, we give it to the fans, they get to play on it. They get to enjoy it and tell their stories where it makes some amazing content. And then we rinse and repeat. So yeah, no, yeah I really, really just, um, yeah, hope that, hope that everybody's enjoying their saves and it's not the match engine's fault. Remember that. So uh, that's my last thing. It, it, it isn't the match engine's fault. I promise. <laughs> Never. Never the match engine's fault. It's you. Yes. You personally, you listen, just, just, I'm just talking to you now watching or listening to this. You, you did this. Hang your head in shame. Um, thank you, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Jeb Callum. Thank you as well, boys. It's been nice. Just lovely to spend the evening in everybody's company. And before, and thank you, thank you for listening and watching. However, you are consuming this podcast, we massively appreciate you. You are good people. Uh, please keep it up. Um, that's been another quite spectacular episode of Football Manager Therapy. I reckon. Can I just uh, quickly interrupt you? Just this, this man over my shoulder here. He, he could be could be with us this evening, but to be fair, he provided most of our questions for us. He did. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. Did. As I was going through, I was just like, oh yeah, Kev wrote most of these. Yeah, so yeah, mm -hmm. unfortunately, he's not able to make it tonight. But yeah, uh, big shout out to the Nets. We do miss him dearly. We love him dearly as well. We Thank do. you, Kev. Yeah, <laughs> Kev's great. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's our that's our plug for this week because. Uh, Kev has he's, he's been a little bit he's, he's taken a little break from streaming he came back again he's you know I've had a bit of a tricky time the last couple of days in terms of uh, his, his reoccurring uh, um, issues with disability uh, which is part of one of the reasons he couldn't be here this evening I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying because he's very open and honest about it so my advice this week if you have the opportunity if you're free on a weekday afternoon go and check out a United City FM stream because it's an absolute joy. Kev is the nicest person in the world to spend time in the company of. And just tell him your old friends, uh, Rich Callum and Jeb sent you. And uh, tell him Nick says hi as well. Um, <laughs> and because if there's one person that would get excited about No Mercy on the N64 more than me, it's probably Kev. Um, large, large No Mercy advocate, because we've talked about it in the past. Um, that, I think, quite spectacularly rounds up another episode of Football Manager Therapy. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with us and we will see you on the next one. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye.